Hello there, BL's buds, and welcome back to another episode of The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the things that go bump in the night. If they're spooky, scary, or spine tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm your resident man boy possessed by the devil, Matt Young, and here with me, as always, is the skeleton everyone should want in their closet, Eric Rossi. <laughs> How are we doing today, Eric? We're feeling tormented. Feeling tormented. <laughs> feeling tormented. I'm <laughs> I'm excited actually because this is a special episode because it's our second, second video game Number episode two. ever. And the first video game episode of the new year. So Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. We're getting it out of the way early so that we don't have to worry about it until next year again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One and done. One and done. We did it. We did our duty for the video game industry. Once, <laughs> once a year, we come together. One review on a game that came out <laughs> two, two years, years ago. ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, today we are talking, a, we're going back into the digital space. And we're, <laughs> we're at the cyber zone. We're in the grid. <laughs> oh shit, a light cycle. <laughs> um, yeah, we're... we're going to be talking about a video game today. This is a by the name of Tormented Souls. So this is a game, a uh, survival horror game that we played. We actually played live on stream on Twitch. Yes, many uh, many nights. Yeah, it's a, well, it was like four, four or five sessions, a couple hours each. So it really wasn't that bad. It's not a long game. No. But that's uh, that doesn't mean that it's bad. Especially these days, video games have been getting really long. So kind of nice to play games that are like only... They're like less than 10 hours. You you're know? in, you're out, you got your story, you got your gameplay. That's I know, it. I don't, like, <laughs> like, imagine if you had to, like, run around, like, a, like, huge open world with your nail gun in this game, and it's just, like, the map's just littered with dumb idiots who want you to fetch things for them, <laughs> and it's like, oh, and if you collect all of the rat heads, then you'll get <laughs> A, then you'll get a little funny thing to look at at the end of the game, you know? If you manage to find all of the neck bolts and wheel, <laughs> wheelchair springs, then you'll be you'll be set to go for the good ending. Yeah, the Riddler's leaving trophies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice to play, like, a shorter game <laughs> every once in a while. Um, but no, we did, yeah, so we played it live, and I had, like, a really good time playing this. Did you? I mean, you didn't play it. You watched me play it, but... So, for me, I'm not, like... I, I never had the opportunity to get, like, super into survival horror games of the style, of, like, the Silent Hill, Resident Evil style, mm -hmm. uh, until later in life. So it's kind of like a blind spot for me, and it was really fun to see, like, a more modern approach to the genre. Yeah. And just be able to kind of, like, hang out for the ride. It uh, it has its stumbling blocks, <laughs> but I think it is it is very fun, and uh, I, I I think anyone who likes that style of game would thoroughly enjoy this. Yeah, it, you're you know you're not alone in in the excitement enthusiasm for like seeing a game of that of this style like with, with more modern touches and flourishes to it. Everybody was really excited about it when it came out. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody goes ape shit every time one of those new Resident Evil remakes come out. It's so, true. So, like, it, the thirst for that game is still there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really I really had a good time playing it. Um, I think you're right. There, there were a couple 
um, like missteps here and there, but really nothing that took away from the overall experience. No. No, it was fun. It was fun. I, I was glad to watch you play through it too, because I have the problem where like if I walk through too many doors... I just get door blind. I forget where I am. I forget what I came in here for. It happens to me in real life. Happens to me in video <laughs> games. I just get into a room and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing what did here? I, what did I? Where even am I? Get up! I don't even remember. So there was a reason, right? Yeah. After watching you traverse this, uh, what is this setting? Is it a mansion? It's a, it's a hospital. Well, it is a. It's actually an like an old gothic mansion that was converted into a hospital oh how quaint so <laughs> so we're double dipping in this game in, in creepy locations you know yeah <laughs> it's like usually you're either at a creepy mansion or a creepy abandoned hospital but they were like no 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 we got both for you in here we face it does, lifted <laughs> it does make the setting feel a little convoluted like it's like almost yes. too much sometimes where you, where you can it feels like it's trying like really hard i will say the environments are always very full of character they're all they they're have lot, yeah jam-packed full of props jam-packed full of like ambiance scenery signage all sorts of shit yeah it, it it looks really good i would say like the character models are a little goofy <laughs> um but beyond that, like the environments look like really good. The monsters that you encounter look gross and, and really cool. Uh, that, you know, I can't really complain about it visually. I think it's like a span- fantastic looking game. The only thing I will say, visuals, every <laughs> once in a while, they'll hit like opposing camera angles when you're like moving through the environment. Because mm-hmm. it's like, like you said, it's like the, the Resident Evil style of it's like a, camera it's a, control. It's a fixed camera. Yeah um sort of like a style and you just move your character around the environment and it'll shift to, as it needs the, the camera angle will shift to transition you to like a new every time you go into a new room or a new part of like a hallway or something yeah there's a couple of those uh transitions that i was like hurt hurt well, it, it, it is a little rough. nauseous hurt <laughs> it is rough because the um controls of the game are like if you're moving forward and then the camera changes, like your character can like is really easy to like start like accidentally like start going in a to different backtrack, direction, yeah. and then it like sends you back to the other camera angle, and you're like, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> that's always been a problem with like the tank control um, fixed camera games. But you know, I don't really know how you avoid that. <laughs> you don't. You don't. It's disorienting. It's for why a not reason. many people do it anymore. Either, it's, yeah, so. but I think they did a really good job of kind of like taking all of the like silent hill stuff all of the resident evil stuff and going like all right let's simplify and distill this down to like you know 10 hours yeah i think that and i think that is about the length that it um so if anyone's curious i think it's about 12 10 to 12 hours is the length of the game um but a little bit more backstory of the game so tormented souls came out in 2021 I believe two okay. years, so two three years ago three years I think ago. it came out like the tail end of twenty twenty one. Okay. Um, it is. You guys remember that we were all in our houses. <laughs> we were all stuck in our house. For me, it wasn't stuck. I was like, I now I didn't need to leave. You know? <laughs> I was allowed to stay in my house, thriving. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it came out in twenty twenty one. It's it's uh developed by a studio called Dual Effect. I had a really hard time finding anything about anything about them. Uh, and that's because, like, this was their first game. 
And their second game will just be the sequel. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Good for them. <laughs> it's a, it's a, the company was started by uh, Gabriel Araneda and his brother. They're Chilean. Um, like most of the studio is, um, I think, Chilean workers. Um, Interesting. They like collaborated with another developer um, from the UK, but I think most of the people who worked on this were uh, Chilean natives. And, um, apparently like just one day, like a couple years back, uh, his brother was just like, Hey, we should make a video game. And he was like, all right. And they learned how to make video games from YouTube tutorials. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, That's just... crazy. Cause it's like, I, I would say it's a, a minus level of like polish on this game. Like it's a very competent game for a first game yeah especially after learning everything on youtube that's pretty fucking cool <laughs> yeah i mean eventually the 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 company and the team expanded to like more and more people so yeah. you know it wasn't just the two of them but i think it, it's really awesome to just be like you know what let's make a video game and then you just teach <laughs> yourselves and basically they got enough money together because like they um they made like a sort of like a demo demo you know what i mean like it was like before the game was even really anything they made like a short like, like a tech proof demo of concept yeah yeah basically and they got approved from like the the government the chilean government they got like a grant to like start the company wow. essentially and uh we gotta start researching grants i know right like <laughs> fucking government's just throwing we, money at video games apparently well the chilean government we're moving <laughs> We're about to take All this right, podcast international. We're going to take another break. See you in a couple months. We're moving to Chile. We'll be back with a video game. <laughs> Government. <laughs> Money. <laughs> uh, but so like basically beyond that, there's like no other information about them. I know the, um, the two brothers were really inspired by survival horror games of the past. Like we've been saying, which we'll continue to say because... You have to, like, to when you play this game, you, like, the everything about this game is drawn from Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Uh, they said they were inspired by those two. Um, the Fatal Frame series, which I don't know if you're familiar with Fatal Frame. Makes sense. Frame. Yeah, I know about Fatal uh, Frame. <clears throat> so, all the classics. Um, they even, when they were, like, coming up with the, sort of, like, the visual style and, like, tone of the game... They basically were like, listen, we like Silent Hill and we like Resident Evil, so let's make it, like, spooky Silent Hill stuff, but make it feel like you're playing Resident Evil, you know? So they wanted to take, like, the vibe of Silent Hill. I mean, it feels like <laughs> they hit the nail on the head. Yeah, like, they... I, I really, like, can't stress enough. Like, everything from the interface to the things you're, like, interacting with, the environments, the, the progression through the game... <clears throat> There are some very convoluted solutions in this game, but yeah, which we will definitely I don't get find to them too far about. outside of the norm for like this genre. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, which we will talk about the the puzzles um, and stuff. Puzzles fucking galore. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that's that's pretty much it. That's all I got for the company. Uh, Dual effect, small time indie developer, small team knocked out of the party this is like a great first like yeah. i said there's some issues here and there but overall i would for me and i've played like a decent amount of these types of games and just horror games in general you've played a don't 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's being very humble folks 
How many of the Resident Evils have you played through on Twitch? All. Oh, all of them? Almost all okay. of them. Well, <laughs> I've played a few of these. <laughs> Once or twice, I've picked up a controller. Well, you know what? It's actually interesting, and this is what I one thing I wanted to get into. Um, a lot of the modern Resident Evil games don't, like... Uh, they're they're not what this type of game is like. They Resident Evil has evolved yeah, past yeah. being so. So this game, this uh, this genre, the survival horror genre, is actually um, basically created by Capcom. Like the term survival horror wasn't a term until Capcom was using it to market uh, wow. Resident Evil. That's so while there cool. were games, I'm sure that that are similar it, yeah. fit into that. You know the the, the term itself was was coined by capcom and by resident evil but so for anybody who's like you know might not be like an avid gamer or or doesn't doesn't play games at all but you know you're still listening so you're get out interested. we don't want to talk no, to you. you can stay you can stay <laughs> uh maybe we can get them to be a gamer uh so survival horror to me is like a very specific genre um and a lot of sometimes a lot of games get called survival horror, but they're like not way more like, action like, based. Yeah, yeah, there's action horror, which a lot of games actually are. Um, like Resident Evil, I would say four, five, six. And Evil Within. Evil Within. Yeah, that's way um, more action than yeah. They're 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 more action survival. They they they're they're less scary overall. I think. And also, there's you, you're there's it's more like high octane, like gunslinging. Yeah, know? you feel it's it feels less like you're like in as much danger. You know those yeah. games are the the original you know Resident Evil games and Silent Hill and other games like that. They're they're always really like oppressive and like um, they're very stingy with resources. Like you never get like you always feel like you're. You, you don't want to shoot your guns. Cause yeah, like you're, you're just getting when, by by the skin of your teeth. Yeah, you're always just scraping by. And um, one feature that not all survival horror games have, but, like, this game does and Resident Evil does is, like, limited save options. Like, so when you want to save your game, most video games you just go, all right, save, close, I'm done. But in this in these games, you have to, like, there's a resource. Like, in Resident Evil, it's ink ribbons for, like, the typewriter. Yeah. And in this game, it's, record like, uh tape for recording um and those are items that if you want to save your game so that you can like leave and come back to it later gotta have or them. if you or if you die and get a game over you want to like know where you like you have to spend a resource and if you run out like i guess you just gotta beat the game in one shot like you know uh so that also adds a lot of pressure um and that's what, like i would say like limited resources like m maybe like limited saves um and slow movement uh and like is is another aspect of the games like that i would say qualifies it as survival horror like if you're like dodge rolling all over the place and like back flipping over zombies and shit you know like I, again you don't it's not as scary <laughs> so yeah if i can like tony hawk christ air <laughs> over a fucking zombie to get away from it i don't feel like i'm in particular danger <laughs> But if I'm wearing clunky high heels and my stride is about one foot and a half every time I take a step, yeah, I'm a little bit more reserved. Mm -hmm. I might I might be a little bit more precautious. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, while 
slow, like, clunky movement. I think the reason why the games were like that wasn't because, I don't know if it was necessarily a design choice or just because of, like, the limitations of the technology back then. Like I think I think it was part and parcel. Part, it was, like, yeah. a little bit of both. Because, like, the, the inability to just, like, run in any direction and run all over the place and, like, very comfortably, seamlessly, like, move your own camera around gives the player so much more control. And, like, and in these games, they really want to try and limit that down so that you feel like you have to work within their mechanics in a way that is very limiting it causes you to be a little bit more careful and scared because you're like fuck i can't run fast (laughs) yeah like a common term for for this type of like control in a video game is tank controls because it's literally like how you would like move a tank you know you have to when in like resident evil and in this game if you want to like turn like turn around you have to do like a K turn like you're yeah like, yeah <laughs> you know like you gotta go forward to back up then turn then you know and um so that like like you said it, it makes it like difficult and tense and scary especially if like there's a creature coming at you you know and you're like fuck I gotta scoot back forward <laughs> back <laughs> it, it <laughs> I would love I would love like a uh, a horror comedy movie to like be playing off video game like tropes and like to have characters do stupid looking stuff like that you know that would be funny as hell i'm surprised we've never got a horror movie that was shot in this way where like every time they enter a new room the camera's different and they're all like oh whoa what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) well yeah i'm actually surprised we haven't had many do you know any like video game themed not in the way that we're talking about I think we have to. Like, I think we have to write this in like hor- yeah, horror. TM TM TM. <laughs> uh, yeah, some sort of horror comedy. That I I can't even think now that like the pressure's on me. I can't even the think, pressure's on the spotlights. I on. can't even think of a horror, a video game themed horror movie at all. Gamer. That's not that's a action. Movie. That's a, that's that's yeah. That's not a horror movie. <laughs> right. I mean, there's a shining sequence in ready player one is that no there's there are some video game base horrors but they're usually like oh i got sucked into the video game or the video game's haunted it's well there not is like... one well which is the <laughs> what is the one where the, the whole thing comes from if you die in the game you die in real life what, oh, what one was fuck. that uh i forget the name of that one i know dead meat did a episode about it God damn, I can't remember it at all. Yeah, I'm sure Spooky Wife will, will f- figure it out. <laughs> Stay alive. Oh. Stay alive. Yeah, so it says, a group of geeky kids, surprisingly not all living in their parents' basements, rude, stumble <laughs> across an underground game. But that's the only one, and I don't think I've ever seen that one, but I, can't, I, I, I literally have. can't it's think of good. any other ones. Frankie Munez, isn't it? Oh, Frankie Munez. Yes. Hell yes. You know what I just realized the other day? That Paul Giamatti was the guy who gets turned blue in that one Frankie Munez movie. You j- Big Fat Liar? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's... I just, just now? I just this week realized that that was Paul Giamatti. That's crazy. I feel like for our age group, that's like the Paul Giamatti touchstone. I just... That's I like the know. genesis of Paul Giamatti for people our age. I only remember... I know Paul Giamatti from Billions... I totally forgot he was in Big Fat Liar. So like I, I like I really like him from that and the other shows I've seen and movies I've seen. He just got a uh, Emmy, right? Wasn't he eating, eating 
fucking Chick-fil-A or Burger King or something. Yeah, he was at uh, In-N-Out. He was In-N-Out. In-N-Out. That's what it was. <laughs> I should have seen it. was California. Obviously, he's going to be at In-N-Out. Um, yeah, just sitting there, just like smashing a double double and just like <laughs> chilling with his on enemy. top of the world. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think it's an untapped market. The video game themed, maybe it's because they've all been like bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to get that off the ground. I imagine there was another one that was on Netflix too, which again I'm forgetting the name of, but it doesn't matter. Unimportant, uh, <laughs> unimportant to this episode. Uh. Yeah, so so that's like the the genre we're working in, the survival horror genre. Um, there's a lot of things that I you know have said that I think like make it what it is, and this game has all of them. It it is like such a love letter to to those old games. Uh, the guy, the two brothers, uh, and the whole team who who made this, they are just the, like it, it just bleeds through the whole game. That like you can see how much love yeah. for the genre that they had. It's really good. Um, so I guess like to get into the get into the game itself now, the basically elevator pitch for the game is you play as this girl, uh, Caroline Walker, who the entire time we played this game, I could not remember her name at all. I kept calling her different C names. She just <laughs> looks like Lightning from fucking uh, Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, yeah. She just she's just like cosplaying as a anime girl in a different video game. She it is she is a very anime protagonist design. Um, a little over designed, if you ask me. But you know she stands out. Like we'll remember her. Like if you oh, see yeah. that costume, yeah. you know exactly. It, it it makes it does not fit the tone of the game at all. Have we mentioned that this game takes place in Canada? This is how I imagine Which is every crazy. Canadian I, girl looks like. So I knew we we knew from the writing in the game that <laughs> Engl- English was not the first language yeah. of the people who were who made it. Just you can just tell there's like weird turns of phrase that they use and it just doesn't it just doesn't sound natural. So you can like tell that it wasn't they're they're not native English speakers. I thought what I was going to find out was that they were like French Canadians. <laughs> and so the, the, their first language is French, and that's why their English sounded weird. It feels very strange to me that this Chilean company was like, <laughs> "Let's set our game in, can in like, um, right outside of like Quebec." Like, <laughs> I really thought I was like, "Well, if they're, you know, they're they must be Canadian because they'll set it in the wilds. Would they set it in Canada? Not that like you, there's you can. I don't I don't know. It just feels weird. I would have I would have felt like I would write what I know. You know." They said, nope, Canada. Maybe they maybe they spent a lot of time in Canada. I don't know. Good for them. <laughs> I wish I spent more time in Canada. It's too cold. No, thank you. I know. You're a big baby when it comes to the cold. That's fine. I'll go I'll go down to <laughs> Which uh, is wild because you grew Chile, up, wherever you grew they're up from. In, in Jersey, like in Seaside, where it's like during the winter, doesn't it get really like really cold down there? Yeah, and it sucks. <laughs> you so just think, fuck, be you think it'd be really it. cold and I'd be like, wee! No, it sucks. I, I would just think you would not be as <laughs> affected by it. Like you'd be used to it by now. No, I never. You never no. got those scars. The can't cold. let it in. <laughs> I was one of those dweebs in high school that like would wear shorts and like short sleeve shirt just to like show that I didn't give a fuck. I got know? news. You still do that now as an adult, <laughs> but not to prove like a point. That I at the time I didn't even really know. I, I just was like, yeah, I don't need I don't need 
fucking jacket. <laughs> Look, I, cold doesn't even bother me. I was like Elsa. <laughs> cold doesn't bother me anyway. No, but like now I just do it because it's not. I'm not that cold. <laughs> Our pro tag's not that cold either. She's no, flopping she's... around in a dress and a leather jacket and a big ribbon and a bunch of belts and a lot of satchels. Yeah, a leather and... jacket, a bunch of belts and harnesses, pockets and, and stuff, ribbons everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, so the game stars uh, Caroline Walker, who, while sitting in her like weird like dollhouse looking loft, um, she <laughs> she's sitting there. She gets a knock at the door and uh receives um receives a letter with a photo of a set of twins like young twin girls that like instantly gives her a migraine and so she goes i have to figure out who sent me this migraine picture gotta track them down if somebody sent me a photo and the second i looked at it i got i got a migraine i would be like all right what is the return to sender (laughs) i'm not going to investigate this photo i'm gonna go kick the guy's ass who sent me this (laughs) fucking ruined a day uh well, and so she decided, and there was also like a note that said like, you think something about abandoning. Yeah, you can't them. leave them behind or some dumb shit. You thought you'd leave us behind. Anyway, cryptic note, photo of twins. She decides to go to where uh, the photo came from and it's a cartoonishly, it's like, it's like his spooky mansion on a cliff. Like, and it's always raining and storming. Like, it's his most, and like... It's on an island, too, right? Yeah. It's, like, isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is on an island. It looks like the the um, the abandoned hospital from Malignant, you know? Just, like, the most oh, evil yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, no wonder nothing operates out of here anymore. It was doomed because it's... Uh, you built scary. it scary on yeah, purpose. It was, it was built to be have horrible things happen in it. It's one of those buildings we're dealing with. So yeah, so Caroline, you know, tracks the the origin of the photo back to this creepy mansion on an island that's you know abandoned. And while snooping around, she's in. She gets like two feet into the place. She gets knocked unconscious. She wakes up. She gets clobbered. Yeah, so she gets, good. Yeah, she does get clobbered. Is the perfect word for it. And uh, it's very evocative that word. Clobbered? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It sounds like you got hit over the head by, like, a coconut. <laughs> like, that's the sound it makes. She wakes up in a bathtub naked with, like, a really long, like, breathing tube down her throat. Very phallic. Unfortunate. And um, she discovers she's missing and her right eyeball has been plucked out, surgically removed. Surgically removed is an interesting way to put it because they show us the, like, open hole in her head. And it's just... It it's looks just empty. It yeah, looks like it looks it's like never you been popped there. an action figure's eye out. It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> it looks like she never had an eye there. No, it's just with. this weird skin scoop out. Yeah, the cleanest wound you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> um, and so basically that's it now caroline's in there and she has to get out you know it's it, she's it, missing an eye she's spend, gotta go you spend the rest of the game tr- trying to get out of this mansion while also you know eventually you start solving a mystery about what's going on um without you know i don't want to spoil anything yet i can we can get into spoiler territory in like a second um but that's like the basic premise of the game um so again before we get into like spoiler stuff uh you know if you're interested in playing the game then maybe don't listen to the rest of this. Maybe stop <laughs> and um, go play it and finish it and then come back. Um, but see in ten hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I, I, you know, I would say 
I recommend this game. I had a really good time. I I would too. I you know even just having watched it over shoulder uh, on stream, it it looked like a lot of fun. I think people who are a little bit more uh, tapped into this genre would have a much easier go of it than I would. But uh, I think it's still definitely worth your time and definitely worth checking out. Yeah, so now we can get into some spoiler stuff, so this is your warning. Um, because I, I think where the game falls, like, the shortest is in its story. Um, it, it just is very, like, basic and also does not make sense a lot of the time. Like, there's some things that happen in the game that... I, I just like it, it may almost makes no sense at all like they're they they have they're not relevant to the plot really i feel like it kind of works a lot of the times on like dream logic like not just yeah. like the general story but like everything going on in the game like the the like rudimentary cobbled together like weapons you use the like <laughs> mythos of what's going on with the monsters in the game like everything kind of operates on this like nightmare logic where it's just like oh okay it's that way because yeah just because um yeah you so as you're like in the early stages of the game caroline's walking around you meet you stumble into a room at a certain point and you meet one of the only characters besides caroline in the game and it's this uh priest who just gives you a nail gun that has like like hydraulic fluid like a a like canister attached so it's like this like straight straight up pistol it's it's a it's a nail gun that has its own compressed air tank that's like glued onto it so you don't need you don't need a cord you can just go out there and let it rip it's modified so you don't have to like use actual you know, nail gun rules. You can just shoot it like a gun. Right. And then, and so, but she doesn't make the gun. It's she, this guy, this priest that's just like here and she has no questions for, I mean, she, you do get to ask him some things, but it, it, she never is like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what, do you know who took my eyeball? Do you know how to get out of here? She never asks him that. She just kind of goes like, all right, thanks for the nail gun. I, I can figure the rest out, I guess. He's really bringing the drip to this fucking priest because he's not, like, <laughs> dressed up like a normal priest. He's got, like, this cool green, like, puffer jacket that's open, and he's got, like, all these huge, like, crucifix chains on. Like, he's got more than one crucifix <laughs> on. He's, like, really fucking iced out. Yeah, he he's pretty wild. Um, yeah, yeah he, so he gives you that weapon, but then later on, you make your own, like, cobbled-together weapon. But it's a, how does she know how to do this? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing about this character that informs us like, oh, she's just like MacGyver. She can take a lead pipe and a, a rusty washer and a, a valve and turn it into mm-hmm. a fucking shotgun. I hope that she... I hope they, they kind of upgrade the writing in the next game and we do... Like, they, they do start to care Because she's basically a nothing character in this game. I hope the opposite. I hope we <laughs> double down on work. Vague and we get crazier weapons. I hope she's, like, cobbling together, like, you know, small-scale grenade launchers with uh, PVC. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she just really goes for it. No, but I, you know, I do, too. I hope they make cra- even crazier weapons. From what I've heard, that is the case, is, like, you'll be making even weirder yeah. things. But I hope that they address that she just like i hope she has a line she's like oh yeah i didn't 
I didn't tell anybody last game, but like I've been I I've been crafting stuff my whole life. I just love to build things. I picked up improvised weapon crafting <laughs> at Girl Scout camp. Do they have Girl Scouts in Canada? They gotta. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Uh, it does have. A, I think there's an organization that's like the equivalent. I don't know what its name is though. <laughs> but there has to be. There's gotta be. Um, yeah, but like so. There's that aspect, like, she doesn't, you know, we don't really know why anything, why she's able to do all of this, why she's so weirdly competent. That's never, like, a thing that's addressed. Um, she, Like I said, she basically is a non-character. She's just uh, she's a, a piece to play. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. even a self-insert. It's just, like, um, <laughs> she's, it doesn't help that all the performances uh, in, like, the voice acting is so bizarrely stiff in this it that is we very were flat. we were all thinking it was like ai voices because it sounded like like those uh tiktoks it's, yeah it sounded like the fucking instagram voice yeah it's so weird but we, we looked it up there are voice actors that are um that have like imdbs that are you know they're credited yeah they're, they're, they're that's, people that's the they're credited people so i'm like who was directing this why <laughs> Why, why did it come out this way? It almost sounds like she recorded everything on, like, uh, what is it, Cameo? Yeah. Like, they just sent her, like, $300 and was like, hey, can you read this whole paragraph line by line? And it's just her lines. <laughs> that honestly wouldn't surprise me if that's how it happened. It's kind of, that's almost exactly how it sounds. That's what Smiling Friends did to Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> he, got a, he got a lot of work on Cameo, that dude. When you Hell have, like, yeah. a really in- interesting voice like that, I feel like Cameo's, like, your space. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's there's other things in the story. Like, so, one of the, the elements of the game, which is cool, uh, while you're exploring this mansion, uh, like, and again, it's a, it's a mansion, an old mansion, that at some point was converted into a hospital. That aesthetic kind of makes it look like a like a very fancy train station. <laughs> the combination of those two, there are parts of, there are like rooms and hallways where you're like, am I in Diagon Alley? Like, where the <laughs> fuck am I? Yeah, it, it, so you end up with like a lot of rooms, yeah, that have like this like arcane, like bespoke Victorian, uh, like aesthetic with all the decorations, but then there's just like hospital beds and like bone saws all over the place lots of iv bags floating around that's how you know it's a hospital yeah um so like while you're exploring the mansion um you'll you come across like key items um that are videotapes like vhs tapes and you can put them into this vhs projector and then you can and they show you like a still image of sometime in the past also it's weird this game takes place in like 2000 something but all of the other events like of the game that the game it all feels like it's like ancient ancient stuff but it all took place in like the 80s which feels weird to me (laughs) yeah it it was what uh 40 50 years ago yeah like it's it's just weird that it, it felt like the stuff that's being portrayed like there's this this whole cult like arc that's happening there's like subplot about this ancient like uh twin sacrifice ritual yeah there's like this this um native like inuit tribe 
um, called, I forget what they're called. They're the Tismit tribe. Oh, okay, well, yes, that does sound familiar now. Um, they, they, like, had this ritual where they would, like, sacrifice twins, and then, like, some other dudes, like, like, white dudes came along, and were like, oh, blood sacrifice, we love that, that's cool. From what I remember, they sacrifice twins every, like, before every new moon when there's no moon out they have to like sacrifice twin blood to bring the moon back yeah (laughs) which like okay and then but then white people come along and they're like oh no we'll just do it to summon like our dark lord there's like a demon they're trying to like bring to or like there's like an ancient god that they're trying to like awaken. it sounds like white people sounds like white people coming along and ruining things yeah they ruined it they're like instead of just like bringing the moon back which is kind of sweet we all love the moon minus the sacrifice but like you know we like the moon and (laughs) but yeah then these guys come around and they're like we got a guy to bring to life we see what you're doing here sacrificing the twins how about we make it worse (laughs) but like so You'll get these cassette tapes uh, that are showing you, like, the the hospital or the mansion, like, from the past. And then you can go through the, the projected VHS tape. You can go into the past and then, like, affect things um, in the future. So, like, there's a part where you find, like, a, a – in the modern day, you find a prison cell in the basement – and there's like these little kid bones in the in the cell, <laughs> but then when you go you go to the past, you find that same cell, and there's a little girl in it, and you find out that it's one of the twin girls from the photo from that, that photo that like, gave you a big old headache, and you like try to free her, so that she the you put like acid on the lock, and then go forward in time, and then when you go back there to that prison again, there's no more bones because the lock was broken and the chick was able to get out. Yeah, it's like, it's very like linked to the past style where you're like influencing events in the past to like alter the future for yourself. Yeah, it's cool. I like the, but it, but it's, I like the, the gameplay aspect of it, but it just didn't, for the story, why are we, (laughs) why does this exist? And I will say a lot, a lot of fucking reading to like parse out why things are happening in this game. Like, I would say more than most other survival horror games, reading the, like, (laughs) notes and the journals you find along the way are key to understanding what the fuck is going on around you. Yeah, you'll basically get... The the game will be very confusing to you if you don't read all of the journal entries that you find because they tell you all of the backstory. Without those... You're fucked. Yeah, there's... Caroline never talks almost at all. And there's, like, a creepy priest you have, like, two scenes with, and then the game is over. Like, you know, the, you you do have to do a lot of reading. I will... So if that's a turnoff, like, it's it's a lot. So it didn't really bother me that much, but looking back on it, you, I, we were reading for hours. Um, but, but, yeah, so the, but that doesn't make any sense, though, like, right, because they never explain why you can go... Why there's a magic VHS projector that lets you go to the past. But then... So there's the the time travel affecting the game world aspect, but then there's also these mirrors that you can go into that send you into like a mirror dimension that's not the past. It's just the the upside down, where because like there's a scene where the priest. What gets do you call it? The, the inside out. The inside out. <laughs> the inside out. 
Uh, so you can go to the inside out. There's a scene where, like, the priest, you find him and something has... We haven't even talked about the monsters yet. But, we'll uh, get there. The, the priest, like, has had his arm chopped off. So you go into the, the mirror dimension and you find, like, a mannequin that's missing its arm. And you find the mannequin arm and you, like, staple it on. And then you go back to the regular world and the priest's arm is fixed he's right as rain and it's like but why so so there's two different like there's time travel and dimensional travel and having both of them is like a weird choice you know because yeah i was when we while we were playing i was getting confused as to whether or not like we were in the past or the upside down yeah yeah i seriously was like wait why did going to the past and touching a mannequin save this guy's arm and then i later realized oh they're two different things. The projector sends me to the past. The mirror sends me somewhere else. <laughs> so shall we? Shall we talk about our our enemies, our our, uh, our gross monsters in this game? Yeah, I actually really love the enemy designs in this game. And in we we've played, we've watched enough horror movies and played enough horror games and just video games in general that like. It's it is hard to come up with a like monster or like creature design that is interesting or that we like haven't seen before. Yeah, and I don't know that these are like completely original, you know, like that or hasn't been anything like it before. But they're cool looking and pretty memorable. And the sound design is really good. Yeah, the game does sound good aside from the weird, <laughs> the weird voice acting. Yeah, but. But, like, when those things start, like, so all the the enemies in the game are these, like, former patients who have been mutated by this, like, old god radiation that's causing them to fuse with, like, the medical equipment around them. Yeah. So there are these, like, guys in, like, wheelchairs who have, like, spiky arms that are, like flying down the hallway and, like, trying to get you. And then there's other dudes who have, like weird uh extended like medically extended limbs and they are really tall and they're not that scary but they do fall down real good yeah um there's you know um there's the guys who have like fused with um the like the pole like the poles on the wheels right so they're like these guys who are just torsos and like arms they have and they like drag around this like um pole there's like iv stand that they're like stuck on they're like they're they're hanging they're like almost just torsos right they're like from the ribs up and Mm -hmm. arms but their head is fixed in a like halo-esque device where their skull has like a big metal thing drilled into it and then that thing (laughs) is suspended from a cord and they're kind of using they're just dangling yeah (laughs) they're funny but yeah so like the um (laughs) They are so goofy sometimes. They, they are. They're very. They're very goofy. But it, it it just adds to the charm of the game. Really, it yeah. Didn't take away. I think they're cool. Like you said, they. So the the god, this evil god that the the cult. That as you're playing the game and you're finding all these journal entries, you're learning more about the history of this place. Like you learn about how there's like the twins that you came here to like find. I guess it's like Caroline wants to know Investigate. why. Yeah, she's investigating. Maybe she's an investigator. I don't know. We don't know anything about her. She's not an investigator. <laughs> she might be after this game, though. Mm. Um, but yeah, so you find out that the this hospital mansion is, like, owned... It, it's called the Wild Burger 
hospital or something. I can't believe they threw a burger name in here. Yeah, it was a, which was the, a lot of fun to the, chew on. The Wild Burger like estate. Um, so they're like this research hospital or something. Um, it's owned by by this one by this one dude, whatever, like something Wild Burger, and then he has a son, William, who's the dad of the twins, and then there's like. The priest is the father of the twins' mom. It's very convoluted. It, it is a convoluted story. And so basically you find out that, like, the there's, like, this cult that has been experimenting on, like, the people at the hospital. And they're trying to manufacture twins so they can reliably have, like, a sacrifice, you know, every however many years. So that they can summon their, like, dark god. But yeah, the dark god that they're trying to summon is, like... At the end of the game, you go fight it. And it's, like, this big heart. It's, like, a big heart. Or, like, a huge organ of something that's, like, pumping. And it's, like, on a cross. And then um, it, like, mutates into a monster. But, like, it is a physical thing that exists. And it's, like, giving off radiation. Like, god radiation. That is, like you said, it's making people like sick and then they like eventually start like mutating and fusing with all the equipment like with them um i would say if these guys are not big neon uh genesis evangelion fans mm -hmm. i would be surprised because there is a lot of shared like imagery uh, imagery and like the the demon heart on the cross it was like a yeah, huge yeah, neon genesis yeah thing. honestly wouldn't surprise me even like a little bit to find no. out <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, the monsters are all cool. That what I what I will say though is that none of them are. Once you get over the initial scare of the like, if you can like get yourself into a mindset of like these things, like I just gotta kill these things, like and and fight them and don't be afraid of them. You really won't be afraid the rest of the game. No, because once I realized that I could just nail gun everything, uh, the game is a little looser than i think i would like with uh with the ammo store like it, it pretty much kept me supplied so that i could kill every enemy in the game yeah and i had plenty of ammo left over but i mean ammo ammo uh reliability aside i think th as to where some of the other like predecessors of this genre like really shine is you have like a much bigger variety of enemies and i feel like a lot of the enemies in this game kind of all move at the same speed and really telegraph their wind-up to where, like, if you're in the way of these attacks, it's really 100% you not paying attention. <laughs> I think it, this game, scare-wise, could have benefited from some people who move a little bit faster and maybe don't do as much damage. Just, like, some variety where it's not always the same, like clomping metallic husk <laughs> of a person yeah no you're right it, it is like while there are a bunch of different enemy types they are all functionally the same like their hitboxes might be kind of different yeah but basically uh almost every enemy in the game you can they, they could all be the same thing uh and it wouldn't like change anything. and they do have one of those like um what are they what the fuck is his name in uh resident evil not Professor X. That's oh, Mr. X? Mr. X, yeah. Yeah, or Nemesis. Yeah, the, or... they have, like, they do have, like, a big scary thing that kind of, like, roams the premises and, like, can pretty much one... It will one-shot you. One Basically, one yeah, they have, a, they have a monster that it's, like, this big, 
Ooh, lumpy. It looks like uh, <laughs> if you rolled the Michelin Man through, like, an oil slick. And then like... drowned him. <laughs> took his corpse out. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's kind of, like, what this creature looks like. And it just, like, when you get, like, I'd say a quarter of the way through the game, it starts showing up. Um, like, if you enter a room, you'll hear, like, a creepy musical sting. And then like, it'll start... very loud musical sting. It'll start coming after you. And if it touches you, you die instantly. So that's scary. We, you know... Uh, it's a really effective mechanic in horror games. Like, every Resident Evil game has done it, basically. It would be more effective if yeah. it didn't just despawn when you, like, yes. turned around and walk out and e- walk back in. Yeah, well, because but- that, that's the thing. So, basically, when you enter a room, there's just, like, a chance of this enemy spawning. Wherein, like, in Resident the Resident Evil games, I can't speak for, like, what Nemesis does in the ps1 versions yeah but in like the modern versions of the games anytime there's one of those nemesis type enemies they like are persistent in the map and they walk around and they will like stumble into you yeah but in this game that the technology is not that advanced there's just a chance that it'll spawn so you can just leave a room and come back in and if it like if it shows up you can leave come back in and it'll most likely be gone and you just don't i don't think beyond the first time we saw it i don't think we ever saw the thing the rest of the game because i I would just hear the music and just be like i don't want to fuck with this i think we ran like into it enough to see it maybe three times in our whole game but that's because we realized so early like oh we could just walk out and it's gone yeah i'm sure you see it more if you're like speed running the game because like we how much time did we waste just going in and out of rooms? wait can we talk about speed running it for a second because when we started playing it on the stream we played for like a half hour and then did not save and you died (laughs) <laughs> and then we had to replay that whole section and you ended up doing this to us i think two or three times where yeah. you like played to a certain point and then died without saving and we were like fuck we got to do the whole intro over again i got really and by the good third at that time intro, you dude. got it down to like i think sub like 15 minutes yeah. like it was really fast and, and you weren't I- the only ones cuz i was watching oni ones play it and uh they did the same thing. They played about a half hour, died, and they were like, fuck, we didn't save. And they had to go back, did the same thing, just under 15 minutes. I was like, damn, it's not just us. Yeah, I actually do want to go back in and uh, try it again. Well, Because we didn't get the good ending when we played. That's right. We, we fucked missed, up one we, tiny we, thing. We fucked up a thing and ruined the whole ending for ourselves. We got the worst ending. That's the there's, worst? There's three endings. Oh, I thought we got the mid one. No, the we mid got one. the worst one. Oh, fuck. Um, We're failures. I know. So I kind of do want to go back in and like see if I can like really like... How can we even call ourselves gamers? Yeah, I was I was thinking like, you know, maybe one day I'll try to speedrun something. Like get just try to even get on the board, you know? Yeah. yeah. Speedrun.com, get like top five in something. Some obscure thing that I'm like, I like this game enough to like waste a bunch It'll of It'll never be popular enough for somebody really good to come fuck up my score. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what it's about. You like fucking speedrun like a SpongeBob Game Boy Advance game <laughs> that like five people bought. I was watching a uh, streamer um, the like a couple weeks ago. She was speedrunning this like weird Beauty and the Beast game that was like from <laughs> Sega. It was like a Sega Genesis Beauty and the Beast game. She was like, I used to have the top score, and then somebody beat my run, so I'm gonna try and beat theirs. And it was a really weird game because it was just like it, it was a 2D side scroller, and you're just Bell like running. Like from you start in the town and you literally run right until you're like at the castle. 
Um, but the game just ends. The final part of the game is the the ballroom dance. The like weird place to end. The game just ends there, like, and that's the end of the game. I'm like, you know, that's like only halfway through the movie, right? That's like a quarter of the story. <laughs> it just it just feels like did the did Sega like run out of money and they were like, oh, not enough to finish the movie. Guess the game stops here. They were they were banking on uh, part two. Yeah, that they. <laughs> They're like they're gonna eat this fucking. They're gonna love up. this sequel. They're gonna man. they're gonna be burning down our doors to get the sequel. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the creature designs were were good. Um, they just weren't um, visually good, mechanically lacking. Yeah, they just they just weren't as. They're, th- they're, they're not, not difficult. They're, they're not, not threatening. They're not threatening. No. Even when you you do fight, oh, and there's no bosses. There's one boss at the fight, like the final boss of the game. I could have done with a couple more like big, unique encounters. Uh, you know what? While we were playing through it, hadn't even noticed that. Didn't even occur to me. But you are right. There are no like big boss, like big staged like boss fights. It's just Which, the one. Honestly, I think the game would extremely benefit from because it would kind of break up some of the running around to like room after room after room. Yeah. Um be interested I, I to so. see what they do for the sequel. It's gonna be bigger in like all ways. I think that you're gonna have a lot more of creative like weaponry. You're gonna have like probably be able to like cut like make custom modded like weapons and stuff like we in this game you make, you make a shotgun by finding like two different shotgun parts and they're just pipes yeah one and there's like a staple gun as the the trigger yeah there's a staple gun and two there's like an elbow joint and a straight pipe and that's it and then it somehow she turns that into a shotgun <laughs> she's fucking macgyver man she i is. hope we find like string toothpaste a lighter and something else and make a flamethrower in the next one that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, so like the, the everything's gonna be bigger. I, I think there's I think there's also gonna be it's gonna be much more varied location wise. Like I think you're gonna be doing a lot more portal hopping and like visiting different places and times. That'd be fun. Shit. It's gonna be like turtles in time, bro. Oh <laughs> shit! That would be cool. <laughs> we get a girl ninja in on this one. Oh. Um and. I think the other so the the combat is one thing, but I think the the other like biggest, and I guess this would also be important for just the genre as well is just having like puzzles everywhere for no reason. Yeah, it's very important to just have nonsensical puzzles, like be the be how your whole building operates. Yeah, like if this was a real world hospital, people would be dying every single day because you'd be like, "Fuck, where's the six other parts of this key I need for this door?" Yeah, I can't get into the. <laughs> Why does this lock have pictures on it? What the fuck is this riddle? We need to get this guy up to surgery stat. Oh, but somebody lost the third piece of the surgery room key. Fuck, do you guys understand this riddle? I don't understand what the pictograph means. I'm just a fucking uh, front desk guy. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, like, one of the mainstays of this genre is, like, every... There's just, you know, it, it's mo- fighting monsters and solving puzzles. That That's, like, the, the gameplay. Um, it, it's in It's been in every Resident Evil game, I in this game, obviously, but, like, other games do it, too. For whatever reason, they, like... For example, Resident Evil 2. That whole game takes place in a police station. 
was the police station. Now, just like this building in this game, it was at one point like a library or something that was converted. It was like uh, the police station in in that game was originally a different building that got converted into a police station. But that being said, it's still like that whole police station in order to get from like one room, like that police station has a bunch of doors that only have one key and they're all labeled with colored playing card symbols and like have keys that match this. What police station would have, why would you operate like that? Like it doesn't make any sense. Hey, can you go get the yellow card and the big stick and the little key and then the tumbler so we can get into evidence? Yeah. Instead of like a guy having just like a ring of keys, you have to be like, Oh, like, Call in, like, Frank and John because they have the two halves of the, the, the moon and sun crest and they we and we can't get to the break room unless we put it <laughs> it's like that's what the, that whole world is like and honestly i kind of wish ours I, I wish that was our reality just we were constantly having to do puzzles i'll tell if, you what if my life was just an escape room constantly i'd be really excited i guarantee you there were lock makers back in the day who were really putting some shit together and they were like man i can't wait to see what it's gonna be like a hundred years in the future when everyone needs a ring full of keys to get into a <laughs> single door i'm gonna be locks on locks on locks <laughs> just obsessed with locking things yes yeah. just convoluted ass locks like all right this one needs a slug and you got to solve the riddle and you got to learn how to do this crossword puzzle then you can open up the cabinet to get the cheese it's <laughs> yeah like it makes sense when like everything is a puzzle in like a game like god of war you know where it's like ancient greek like god like creatures and gods and like everything's but in this but you're just like you're literally just in a house what like why do you need to put together like a six-headed dragon statue and all of the heads of the dragon are scattered to the corners of the house (laughs) and it's like i just wanted to use the microwave (laughs) that's what it's that's what living in this these worlds would be like It doesn't make any. It doesn't make much sense. It, Again, but, but it is a like, staple of. The it's genre. like dream logic shit. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way though. No, I'm not, no. I'm, oh, I'm absolutely not. Pooing it. I. It's like I, it's one of my favorite aspects of the the whole genre. Uh, it's just you have to point it out though. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You know, sneak around that one. Um, I will say though, the puzzles in this game, some of them are like crazy obtuse i don't know maybe that's just like a like translation kind of like a lost in translation sort of thing like it maybe 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 the logic the puzzle logic is like just different is that like a thing like do different cultures like solve puzzles differently like i mean i'm sure they have different like are some like parts of the world better at solving certain types of puzzles than others like Uh, probably can cultural like thought I mean, how process, many people like, in America were doing uh, Sudoku, like, fucking, you know, 30 years That's ago? That's true. Yeah. None. Interesting. I gotta, I gotta, like, watch some... I gotta go down, like, a YouTube hole about that. International puzzle solving? Yeah. All right, Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> I'm gonna find her. You're fucking you, Indy, Carmen Sandiego, and the guy from Uncharted have the same <laughs> fucking YouTube algorithm. Like, oh, fuck, guys. New French puzzle box. Oh my god! Can we can we get like a, uh, a like a, a TV show? I would love if we could get the um, uh, what's the the fucking the Venture Bros? If we get like that guy to do like a show that's just like four like in, in, like Indiana Jones, Lara Croft, 
Nathan Drake. It's just like four crazy like treasure people, and they just like are stuck together, and they have to like just and they're constantly trying to like out puzzle. It, it would like... never, it would never get past the fucking pilot because those <laughs> characters are always so busy measuring their own dicks against each other. I would love that. I, you know what? I think we could just just do that for a lot of genres. Same with like this, like like a survival horror game where where you can like GTA switch between like four different people <laughs> who are just constantly like mouthing off to each other about how good at surviving they are. Check it out! I solved this door key in five seconds. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm. But back to what I was saying. The 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 puzzles in this game are like super obtuse. Like I, there were some things that we straight up. Uh, I'll admit it. We had to look it up because I was. Yeah. Like, I'm never gonna figure this out. No. There was one puzzle that got me like really heated. <laughs> it was like this puzzle that was like there. Were, it was like Morse code mixed with like you had to look at these like tv images or something right is, is oh this... that one was infuriating or am i mixing two of them no up? there was a morse code puzzle at some point no that it was it was the tv one and then there was a set of numbers and you had to like match you had to like specifically scroll through the images till you found a blank one and then count out like each image to like form a code it was dumb it was it was honestly so confusing to me, <laughs> and like Heather was trying to like walk me through it without spoiling. She was like, "I, I'm trying to help you get started, but like I didn't want her to spoil it for me." But then, but but like it, secretly in the back of my head, I did want her to spoil it for me. I just <laughs> didn't want, it. you know. I, I was getting so mad because I'm like, I don't understand how this works. There were like some ones that I, some puzzles that like really were out there man my favorite i forget who it was in chat but somebody somebody in our chat was like a fucking pro at this game <laughs> and uh <laughs> dropped in and was like oh hey by the way if you just like walk around that like random piece of furniture in the middle of this room three times and then do this other thing a painting will fall off and you'll find a shotgun you're like what yeah well how would i ever have why would i know that, that? although you know what there was a so there's a fight like midway through the game where the first time you fight one of those really big elongated bone dudes yeah um the but the way you start the fight is you just like walk in circles around the guy and then eventually he wakes up but while i was like researching the game and i was like watching like some story breakdowns remember how much we were like this doesn't make any sense yes but turns out it does if you just remembered if we had remembered like one of the many many journal entries that we had read there's like there's a whole description about how the cult in the game used to bring people back to life by like lighting a f like fire and then dancing around the body like three times and then also there's like a, another thing um where you see you it, earlier in the game before oh, you that, see that guy you see a guy around. walking yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i was like oh so it did make sense we just weren't paying enough attention but that's like there's just so much content to read in the game that you almost like you forget things because you're like you've read so much and a lot of it is like filler, but, filler yeah. nonsense it's all journal entries from all the different people that are like only really get vaguely interesting towards the end of the game when all the big twist happens so and like they do do we drop the twist there are so many characters that exist in this game solely through text i think there's oh, maybe yeah. like what four actual character models in the, in the game, game that aren't monsters 
yeah, there's the priest, there's you, and then there's the the, the little girl, the little girl, and the the body of the dad, who's at the desk at one point in the game. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's four character <laughs> models. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but do we like drop the the the, the twist of the game, the big like reveal? <laughs> yeah, I think if they've made it this far, yeah. they want to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, so basically, you find out that you are one of the twins from the from the photo that you received, like, and that, and the other girl was your sister, and your sister is also the little girl that you released from the cage when you were back in time. Um. And, like, you, like, you, through all the journal entries, you, like, read about how (laughs) I just had a fucking revelation. What? If we went back in time and let that girl out, does that mean our sister is gonna be alive in the sequel? Yes. No. Well, so, at the end of the game, you, you go, so, we got the bad ending. Because the ghost, the Michelin Man ghost that's been following you around, yeah. that's your twin sister. She got mutated by the, the god radiation, radiation and okay. turned into this monster, right? She floats around like Baron Harkonnen, and it's very she, funny. It's really funny, dude. It, it's exact. He, I mean, that character looks like Baron Harkonnen. So it's yeah, funny. yeah. I guess Michelin Man looks like Baron Harkonnen, too. Yeah, true. Um, but... Earlier in the game, you find a vial of something that's just straight up labeled antidote, and we forgot that we had it. And there's like a point where your sister's like big blubbery body is like she's she's like hooked up to a machine, and you can you're what you're supposed to do is give her the antidote, and then she unblobs and then turns just back into your twin. Your <laughs> that's a hell of an antidote, and but then she dies. Ah, bear. But we didn't do that. So, but we, so at the end of the game, when we leave, the we kill the god and we leave the mansion. Right before you leave, you we got jumped by the ghost and killed. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So that's that part. the non-canon ending. The official ending is you cure the ghost. Um, she turns back into your sister. She dies. Then you grab the bolt cutters that are like were hidden behind where she was, and you go and kill the god. Then you go. And go back into the past. You go back into the past, and instead of because what what happened is like you released the little girl from the cage, but she still got stuck and then turned it like she still got stuck in the mansion and uh, like, got turned into the okay. ghost. So instead of just like waiting for her to get out, you go and you're like, "Fuck it, I forget the acid," and you chop the bolts off, and then you take your your now child twin and you bring her through to the future. Oh, that and then can't leave, be good. And then leave with her. So in the second game, you're you and your sis, twin sister who's like 10 years younger than you. Wow. And that's like what the second game is de- dealing with, I guess. I'm very excited for this sequel. Um, also, you find out... <laughs> so in the basement of this building, there is a big like steel door so ever this this building is like ancient and the further down into the basement you go that becomes more like medieval like dungeon there's like stone walls and sewers and everything but just in the middle of the basement area there's a like modern technology steel door with retina scanners oh yeah why why is that there <laughs> i don't know but 
apparently in order for for oh the the priest that's there betrayed you he's he's the one who set the whole thing up. surprise the church is a villain yeah he wanted to summon he was a priest but a priest of this elder god that they're trying to resurrect um but so the only way that he can get to the god the big heart that you fight at the end of the game is is to open up this door this strangely technological door in the middle of this medieval torture dungeon um and the, it can only be opened by two eyeballs that share the same genetic code. Twins. So twins. That's why they need twins. Twins, but, Basil. But so that so, am I to believe that this like what did aliens put this door here? How, like they've always needed twins to uh, use the retina scanner. Like, maybe even in the eighties. Maybe they just upgraded it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe they maybe they were like you know what we need to we need to beef up security let's get I saw Mission Impossible let's get some retina scanners in here any sense but anyway it still it still doesn't stop I liked this twist though any regardless of how stupid it was because you find out that your eye was plucked out in the beginning of the game by yourself because in order to get to finish the game and save your sister and everything you have to get through the door. So you have to go back in time through the cassette thing, and then f- you find your body like in the bathtub that you wake up in. But you're like, I'll cut out my eye now. Got to scoop and you that have to eyeball bring, out. You have to bring your past, your eyeball from the past to the present, <laughs> so that you can put the eye, you can dangle the eyeball in front of one retina scanner and use like your other eye on that one. And it's so convoluted and stupid that I I just loved it. Wait, I remember you have to find like a fishing line and a hook and you have to, to dangle, dangle your eyeball because you have to stand on the other side of the room. So fucking funny. Where did you say these guys were from in South America again? Chile. Do you think, um, cause like there's an obvious like twin experiment thing going on. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you think this is like a South American Nazi influence on this story? Um, you know how like after World War II, a bunch of them went down to like Brazil and stuff, and that's where they think Mangala went. Yeah, I do. Do you, do you think there's part of that like story influenced in the like oh well they're experimenting on twins to do this thing? Um, I don't know. I don't think are so. they twins? Are the brothers twins? No, not as far as I know. Okay, I might be stretching. It but could be. It, it just be... it just kind of like jogged my memory. I was like, oh yeah. That would be interesting. That'd be cool if they were twins and they wrote this whole story about twins. But I guess now it doesn't matter because at the end of the game, you're twins, but you're really different ages. So what does it matter? You know, you're Still basically counts. just sisters now. Still counts as twins. <laughs> Here's my twin. She's an, she's orphan. If I had like a child twin right now, I'd be like, hey, here's the deal. We need to capitalize on these genetics for you. I know what happened when I did this. You need to do this differently. We need to start a different diet. We need to start brushing everything. Everything needs to get brushed more. But yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much the game. I, I, for the most part, there's obviously we've been joking. And like, really, when it comes to the story, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. That still didn't take away pretty much anything. You could from say my the experience. same thing about the Resident Evil games. They're all ridiculous too. I mean, yeah, you know, they're not like. I I think honestly, I think like a janked up, like confusing story is kind of like required. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it really it pushes you through a lot of this narrative because you're like, what the fuck is going on? I need to figure out what the <laughs> fuck is going on. I think honestly, it all the 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 shortcomings. 
what they are, it still comes together in a pretty compelling story. It's a little predictable, it, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense in a lot of places, but, like, it's fun, and it sets up, like, I think, th- what they did establish sets up, like, a really cool sequel, so. Yeah. I think the next one's gonna be, like, bigger and badder. Do we have a release date for the sequel yet? Um, comes out this year. I think it comes out in, like, um, April or May, something like that. That would be a fun one to look forward to on the stream, on the Twitch stream, because we're yeah. definitely going to be playing that. Yeah, it, again, like, we, we, we've we been having some fun with the game, but it's it's a really good time. Uh, I, I loved almost every second of the game, except for that one puzzle that really pissed me off. But besides that, I liked every other part of the game. Uh, I I plan on... It has a lot of replay value, I think, just because, like, if it'll... It'll feel good. Like, I'm going to play it again sometime soon just because now that I, like, know everything, I'm going to feel like a fucking, like, nail gun master. I know all the puzzles. I'm going to zip through. <laughs> it's just fun. I, 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 I just like being in the setting. It's really pretty to look at. Uh, and it has just, like, a good vibe. Also, I would say if you're, like, a not really, like, a horror game player or if you're, like, not really a big fan of this specific genre... I think it's like a good intro to horror and intro to to survival horror games. Yeah, it, it's uncomplicated mechanically enough that it'll be easy to dip your toe in and not feel like, oh my god, I'm completely fucking like lost in this game. I have no idea how to do anything. <laughs> and the nice thing is, the, you the the tank controls are optional. If you want to do tank controls, you use like the D pad. Oh, they were? Yeah, but if you want to just, like, have more, like, fluid movement, you can use the joystick, and it's, like, a more modern control style. Damn. That's cool. It's yeah. cool to integrate it seamlessly Yeah, that's like why that. I'm saying it's a nice intro to the genre, because it, it has all of the benefits of being a modern game. Yeah. The, the, and they're specifically holding themselves back, like, to make it, like, fit, like, to feel older, you know? Yeah. Um, but they still get, you still get all the quality of life that's come with, you know, like the 40 years of, yeah. <laughs> of game development. Um, so I'd say like, if you're not usually into this genre, like maybe give this one a shot if you're still like, if you like want something spooky to play, but like don't know where to start. Again, not a huge time sink. No, it's super not, quick it's too. Not it's not particularly breezy. stressful. It's pretty breezy. It doesn't really overstay its welcome. I, I had a really good time. I It's probably one of like my favorite horror games that i've played in recent years it's just like it was uncomplicated where it counted and it was like extremely complicated in a way that made it (laughs) fun tv to say the least i'm really excited this game kind of got me like really jazzed uh for some of the other games in this genre that i know are kind of like on deck for us streaming like parasite eve and like some of the other like older styles of this type of game i'm really excited to see like what the building blocks were that really like came together to make this game yeah so we've already worked our way through um the resident evil games on stream um but yeah on deck is the silent hill series which is you know what this was super this game was super inspired by that um there's the fatal frame games it's clock tower i think definitely has like shares some uh dna dna with this or this shares it with that um clock tower is like a crazy honestly you should look up some screenshots from clock tower because in some of them you play a very similarly designed like protagonist oh my god really and there's also like the the, one of the mainstays of that series is like a creepy like 
gangly old dude with a giant pair of scissors that tra- chases you around which some of the enemies like the wheelchair enemies in this game with the knife hands yeah really reminded me of him oh man uh well you're not nearly as over designed as this lady <laughs> but there is a lot of really cool fucking fan art for clock tower yeah um there's also the alone in the dark series oh look at these big scissors <laughs> i i'm telling you the big scissor guy um and we're uh, one that i definitely look am looking forward to is i really want to play the dino crisis games i've never played them before what yeah i never had i i didn't have a ps1 growing up i had like i went from super nintendo to n64 to gamecube i was like nintendo like i I was like fucking nintendo ambassador when i was a little kid which is really funny (laughs) which is really funny now i've like gone i'm like (laughs) i've entered my like my dark era you know like where i i i've i've done the heel turn you know i me and nintendo we used to be partners Mm. (laughs) And I, like, betrayed him in the tag team match, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I used to love Nintendo, and now they piss me off every chance they can get. (laughs) Although, if you do like Nintendo and you have a Switch, this game is out on the Switch. Um, I think it's pretty much any console. It's out on PC and, like, all the consoles. So you can play it anywhere. And it's only 14 bucks. Very affordable. It's awesome. Like, like, there's so many worse ways you can spend... For a 10-hour game, that's pretty good. So many worse ways to spend $15 and 10 hours of your time. I spent $15 today on five things of cat food, one <laughs> thing of sour cream, and a can of spray paint. So you this paid, game you is way you better than Tormented $15. Souls instead. Yeah. That's Tormented Souls. Also, that's, you know, maybe a genre of video games that you guys weren't necessarily familiar with. I uh, hope, you know, we could... Like, or if you were familiar with maybe the, the, the heavier hitters of the, the genre, there are a couple, you know, walks in the park that aren't <laughs> necessarily the, the big three. Yeah, I, I, I hope we can get more people to play this game. Uh, there's Obviously, there's a sequel coming out, so it didn't need, you know, that much help. It obviously did well enough. Um, but I want people to, like... I want people to get the sequel and be, like, interested. I want some more buzz when that one comes around. Because I feel like this one kind of went slept on for a while. I mean, I didn't know about it until you brought it up. There you go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that's the game. Uh, anything else, man? Yes. Um, some some news that I'm sure a lot more people have caught on to now came out right when we started recording the last episode. It's a little uh, frankincense. <laughs> Uh, update the lead role for frankenstein's monster in the guillermo del toro movie has been replaced it is no longer andrew garfield spider-man be gone they're bringing in it was andrew garfield correct weird now it is heartthrob jacob alordi fresh off salt burn so uh, honestly i'm way more excited about jacob alordi I'm super interested because he looks like a lot skinnier than he used. He used to be fucking big. That dude used to Euphoria be, yeah, season he one. He was big in Euphoria, but now he's like, looks like he's like really slimming down. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I'm very interested to see what his physique is gonna lend to Frankenstein, considering he's like what six five. He's already huge. I'm I'm just preparing myself for like all women to be like so horny for frankenstein and for the next couple of years 
You know, like he's gonna he is going to turn Frankenstein into like a sex symbol for for uh, I got news. Frankenstein is already a sex symbol. Who? Who is horny for Frank? Are you kidding? <laughs> the monster fucker community is like Frankenstein, let me get at it. <laughs> well, it's only gonna get worse then. They're gonna be feral for he's, Frank. He's gonna be Frankenstein's gonna be a powerful totem. What else? I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that we've been uh, posting in the Discord. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Oh, long legs. Another. This week we got teaser number three for long legs, which, if you don't know, is Neon Studios serial killer Nicolas Cage. Uh, very cryptic and weird movie that they're rolling out. I cannot wait. The, the day we get a fucking uh, release date for this movie, I'm getting a cake. Um, <laughs> we have seen some some talk trickling down about the Pinocchio uh, Unstrung movie, which is the, the is horror of Pinocchio this... from the same people as uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Right, so this is part of the their little... Uh... <laughs> mcu style horror universe yes and uh, i think the last big thing of buzz this week was that uh they've announced that they are working on the beginning steps of a live action until dawn movie which is hilarious and crazy because it's it honestly doesn't really make much sense to me because the game if you guys aren't familiar with until dawn it's a ps4 horror game but it's from this style of games where they're more like just playable movies where sort of like the movie happens occasionally you'll like move a character around a scene for a little bit but for the most part you're pretty much on rails as like you're just watching a movie unfold and then like something will happen and you have to like Press X to run really fast, or yeah, like, it'd be like a quick time event, yeah. or like a series of things where you have to try and either get the character to survive the scene that they're in, yeah. or yeah, you know, you could intentionally you have to, like, tank pick them. what they say and stuff. But yeah, you're basically you're trying and you're trying to keep these you know the characters alive to the end of the game as many as possible. Um, but for the most part, it's essentially a movie you're watching, and to the point where. They the the company that made Until Dawn and like it's like kind of like spiritual successor the games, Dark Pictures movies they all cast like actual actors and actresses like and I, I mean what I mean by that is like well known like Hollywood like entities like yeah like um, on screen actors yeah like the the main uh, like the poster face for Until Dawn was Hayden Panettiere you yeah know? so like that we're so we're not talking about like just like your like. A, a voice actor we're talking about like actor actors and they put him in these crazy mocap suits and they use their likeness in the game so like hayden panettiere's character in the game just looked like hayden panettiere right yeah so you're like why are we making a movie of a game that was like already a movie and also like the it was hayden panettiere was in the game like it was you're why it was already a movie here's what <laughs> i they have the opportunity to do the coolest thing a horror movie has done in decades where just like uh into the spider or not into this across the spider-verse how like there were different cuts of the movie put out in different parts of the country where like scenes were slightly different or like 
reactions to oh. like different things are slightly different. I would love for them to film like okay in this cut versions. yeah in this cut no one dies in this cut everyone dies oh in this cut just this guy dies because you can still do the same it's like the same thing as a game you can kind of like each character has like their own little like modular death scene mm-hmm. so that you could like kind of like plug in and out on whether or not yeah, they're it, surviving could... and do like some really crazy shit with this movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. It kind of like the um like the clue thing where did yeah, they ship out yeah, different yeah, yeah. they had like a, an ending for each character like each different piece was the killer they had and nobody got like the same everyone was like watching the movie and yeah like, and they believe mr green did it there are like, cuts of clue you watching? there are cuts of clue where like they show you like oh this is what the movie would be like if this person did it and this mm-hmm. is what it would be like if this person did it yeah that'd be rad i would love to see that, that would come be together. really cool they're I, definitely not gonna do it because it's too cool it's it way too, too cool it is too cool but <laughs> it is who's it being produced by uh let, is, me, let is me double it check blumhouse i don't think so no so it's the director and writer from annabelle creation oh right i remember talking about this because i was like well annabelle creation was the good one <laughs> and it looks like it's sony so whoever whoever sony decides to partner up with on getting this done it's just like I we I hope something interesting. Like I hope they do something interesting with it like that. I I just don't want it to be a basically just like a playthrough of the game again, you know. I would I, love I, I, I would <laughs> love to see them cash in on a shot for shot remake. Like just pick a pick an ending of the game and just shoot it. Like, I I, would I hate think that. that would I I, I think that's the most it. likely. It is the most likely and is the laziest way to do it. But I kinda would love to see them pull it off. Just, it's, just like just it's to throw it out there, so like, hey, we remember that thing you all did. We did it too. It's so it would be so weird, like especially because they're not like are well are they are they gonna cast the same? We they don't know, right? We don't we don't even know if they are gonna cast the same characters. They all are gonna be like so much older now. It would be weird because they're supposed. To be teenagers they're supposed to be teenagers but it's a scenario that you could easily explain away adults know, into I also i know but it's i don't know i i'm i am not we'll go see it but i'm not putting any expectations of it being good that's fine you made us see night swim hey <laughs> night swim had look at her rolling her eyes <laughs> night swim had some stuff. baseball had some baseball it had in it some baseball <sighs> But, but all right, that's it for this week. That's Tormented Souls. Um, you know, you can you can watch our playthrough of Tormented Souls if you go to the Twitch channel. That's uh, what is, what is the URL? How did how does the URL of it's like Twitch for TV Twitch? dot uh or forward slash Matt X Young? That yeah, that was it. I think that was it. Forward slash Matt X Young. Should we like change the Twitch name to like have the devil's cut in it at some point? It'd probably be good for branding. Yeah. <laughs> for now, though, that's what it is. It's Matt X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join. Uh, follow. You can actually find the link to the. Uh, it's in the link Twitch tree channel on... down below. Yep. Join the Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. And chat with us. If you guys want to hear us talk about more video games, if there's a game you want us to cover, if there's movies you want us to cover, we're open to suggestions, you know? Yeah, we're interested to hear what you guys want to hear about. As always, always willing to at least hear you out. 
you know, we <laughs> if you pick some weird ass shit, we might not cover it. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, I don't know. Maybe we will. Um. So next week, we are. That's our week off for next week, and then we'll be coming at you strong in February with tons and the tons of fun stuff. The of season love. of love. The pinkest month of the year. Well, I guess that's October. October's the pinkest month of the year? Is that yeah, what you man. just said? It's breast cancer oh, awareness. Oh, breast cancer awareness. Okay, that makes sense. But I guess there is the conflict, because then it's also spooky season, so... I was like, I think of it as the most orange yeah. of seasons, or orange <laughs> of months. Yeah, so I guess I guess we can give pinkest month to February. Makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, we're, so we're going to be covering... Um, some of your Valentine's Day favorites. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we're doing My Bloody Valentine. We also have Lise Frankenstein coming out at the beginning of February. So that's going to be really exciting. <laughs> but yeah, until then, creep it real. Yeah. Catch you later, guys. 